All right, let me check my notes. Oh, another player that showed that they might be interested. Time to say no to this one. Oh my god. Do I actually want the Packers to go out and get a player? Crossy Posse Packer Nation! Welcome to another episode of Packers, the podcast where you don't have to be a Packers fan, but it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. I say no to every other player, but I might be saying yes to this one, Grossi. And today, we're going to do a deep dive in seeing if the Packers should trade for Juju Smith-Schuster. Before we get to that, I want to do a big shout out and thank you to some brand new patrons over at patreon.com slash Comedy. We got Aaron Jackson, great first name, Chris Van Beskirk, Dylan R. Vikings for life. And Thompson Applin, thank you all very much uh, for becoming brand new patrons over at patreon.com slash Comedy. Now... Yeah, if you've been a fan of the channel for a hot second, um, these videos usually come around because all the Packers nation is like, Tom, this wide receiver winked at Aaron Rodgers one time. Is he available? And just like I was in high school and fell in love with every girl that gave me the slightest bit of attention, we asked this question, should we go out and get her? But her in this case is Juju Smith-Schuster and they is the Packers and... Not me. So here's why I'm a little bit more open to this idea. I'm going to go through all the reasons why we're not going to get him. And then I'll, I'm going to go to some reasons of why maybe the Packers should uh, do a little knocky-knocky on the door. So, first off, it was reported last week that he's most likely not going to get an extension, so he will not be playing uh, in the Pittsburgh Steelers uniform after the 2020 season. Now, it's important to note, just like Corey Davis, he is still under contract. He's in the final year of his rookie contract, so he will be playing for the Steelers unless he is traded for it this year. Now, this year, his cap hit is minimal. It's $1.335 million. Now, the Steelers, though, have literally, just, and this is just like the Corey Davis thing, they have no reason to trade him unless they are going to be given a damn sweet deal. Because right now, they get to keep Smith-Schuster on a really cheap contract and, and just see if he performs. Obviously, he didn't have a great 2019. Ben Roethlisberger is coming back this year. And so there's like, listen, if he just rocks out, great, wonderful. Then we have potential to make the playoffs with our awesome defense and hopefully a functioning offense. If not, okay, then we just let him walk. So if we were going to trade for him this year to get him to try and you know, give Aaron Rodgers another receiver to throw to, I mean, it's going to cost a pretty penny. He was a second-round pick in 2017. If they let him go in free agency, I have to imagine they're going to get a third or a fourth-round pick, so it's going to have to be something more rich than that. I would imagine it's going to be something like a second-round pick and maybe a little bit extra on top of that. So right off the bat, it would cost the Packers. It definitely would. Now, looking 
at the Steelers and why they're most likely moving on from Smith-Schuster. Their first pick, which was in the second round this year in the draft, uh, was Notre Dame wide receiver Chase Claypool. In addition, they also have a bunch of key free agents next year. They're going to want to re-sign Watt to a big contract as well. And on top of that, they got James Washington in the second round of the 2018 draft, even though I know he didn't really do a whole lot uh, this past season. So there's a a lot of reasons to think that he's not going to return as a Steeler next year. But there's also a lot of reasons why they just wouldn't trade him because it wouldn't make a lot of sense unless they get a premium pick or multiple picks for him. Now, let's address some other concerns. In 2017, he had 58 receptions for 917 yards and seven touchdowns. Great stats. And in 2018, had 166 targets, 111 receptions, over 1,400 yards, and seven touchdowns. Both of those years coming with Antonio Brown on the team. So that was damn impressive. Obviously, Antonio Brown and Smith-Schuster were... They were fighting, and then Antonio Brown got shipped off to Oakland, and then New England, and then off to the crazy house. And in 2019, Smith-Schuster was basically given the keys and is like, hey, you're our number one wide receiver now. Go catch balls. And in 2019, he didn't do that. So he only played 12 games because of knee injuries and foot injuries, and on top of that, only 42 receptions for 552 yards and only three touchdowns. Now, that being said, Ben Roethlisberger also got injured week two of the past season and had Mason Rudolph, uh, when he wasn't having a helmet smash into him, he's throwing to him, and then Delvin Duck Hodges. Not elite quarterback play is what I'm saying here. Now, that's not all on the quarterback play because, I mean, on, on top of that, James Conner was injured. They didn't really have a running game to speak of. And further on top of that, Smith-Schuster dropped some balls as well. So there are injury concerns. There are, can he be a wide receiver number one concerns? And here's what I have to say to that. Here's where the positives come in. If we were to bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, I am not looking at him as a number one wide receiver. And that's not a slight on Juju Smith-Schuster. What I mean by that is that this guy excelled when Antonio Brown was on the team. He was an amazing number two. Antonio Brown got a lot more coverage, got a lot more attention from secondaries, and because of that, Smith-Schuster was able to explode and get 1,400 yards in his second season. We have a number one. We have Devontae Adams. He is going to receive more attention. You have Juju Smith-Schuster over there. Boom. And this gives other opportunities for guys like Lazard, Funches, MVS, EQ, etc. Because there's more attention going on towards Adams and then Juju Smith-Schuster. The problem with that is, let's say the Packers do trade for him, right? They're going to give up a premium pick. It's going to be a second round, what have you. There's only one year of the contract left. And so you're going to be giving up a premium pick for a guy. If he sucks, you're, I mean, you're, you basically just wasted a pick for one year. So that's problematic. On top of that, let's look at the other side. If he doesn't suck, you're going to have to pay him a lot of money if he goes off. You're going to pay him over $10 million. I mean, a year. That's most likely what he's going to command. So that's a little bit scary. So... The problem is the Packers also have a whole bunch of key free agents next year. We have Corey Lindsley, we have Aaron Jones, we have Jamal Williams, uh, we have Kevin King, Kenny Clark still needs to get extended, David Bakhtiari. So, you know, 2021, we're supposed to obviously get a, a salary cap increase, but 
I mean, those are a lot of contracts that we have to navigate through. We obviously got A.J. Dillon, who is going to replace one of those running backs. On top of that, we also picked up some offensive linemen, including a center, so Corey Lindsley might be going. So, I mean, there's a lot of questions still of what's going on with the Packers next year. But all of that being said, if you want my opinion with Juju Smith-Schuster, the only issue I have is like giving up like that second plus more picks for just a short-term contract. If they were able to sign him to a new deal before the season began and we're like, well, it extend you, it'll be something like eight to $10 million. You know, I'd be something, it'd be really, it'd be really, really risky, but it could be worth it because the other issue that nobody is talking about, and this is going to be a video, is the Packers wide receivers, if somebody doesn't step up, Devontae Adams is done after the 2021 season. Who else do we have? We have Lazard, obviously, who hopefully takes a step. Funches, this is for a short deal. MVS and EQ are coming off to the end of their contracts, too. So we're about to have a team that doesn't have a lot of wide receivers on it. And so with Juju Smith-Schuster bringing him in, I know I just made the argument that, you know, I'm not valuing him as a number one wide receiver, but the hope is if you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers throwing to him, he could develop into that. And if Devontae Adams doesn't re-sign a third contract with the Packers, you know, maybe he takes that spot because the guy's going to be 23 years old this year. So I'm conflicted with this because a lot of it does make sense but it comes with a ton of risk. If you give up a premium pick, he might only play for a year if he sucks. If you give up a premium pick and he does really well, he might only play for a year because we can't afford him after that. But if you want to get a high-risk, high-reward guy, I think Juju Smith-Schuster is your guy. I think he immediately, immediately is an upgrade and gives Aaron Rodgers a great weapon to throw to and to target. And I think that that offense could... Mm, be humming but like I said there's a lot of risk that comes with it so I'd be open to it it'll just be damn ballsy but let me know what you think down in the comments below should they go get them you can also find me at TomGrossyComedy.com or at TomGrossyComedy all social media see down below check out podcasts on SoundCloud iTunes Google Play Music Spotify and of course YouTube and a big shout out and thank you to all the patrons over at Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy but thank you so much for watching schedule comes out tomorrow I'm Tom Grassy, and as always Go back, go.